0: 419511025 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Ladbrokes.com. Please gamble responsibly.
1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers get back to winning ways with a 2-0 win against Motherwell, but it came at a cost, with Graham Murty left sweating on the fitness of Ryan Jack ahead of Saturday's match with Celtic. On that game, James Forrest designed the victory, which would cap off a great year for the Hoops. And the goal that never was in the Edinburgh Derby may have frustrated Neil Lennon, but the Scottish FA and SPFLC goaling technology is simply too expensive. Since it is a Thursday night, Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson Are here If anyone's been on Twitter At Clyde SSB You'll see that Gordon DL Is dressed like he's going Husky racing That's because there's a bit Of a heating problem And he's uh, You should honestly see It doesn't work on radio folks But head over to Twitter At Clyde SSB There is no chance I'm going to be able To take you seriously With that hat on For the next two hours Anyway Good to have you both
2: It's not even a joke It's that cold (laughs) in here It's fine You've got your jacket on Mark Wilson's got his jacket on Behave yourself It's like the old days at school We should be sent home
1: Not a chance Plenty to discuss tonight And we want you to get involved Involved as well. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, or we are on Twitter at Clyde uh, Where to start? It's been a, a hectic week of football and plenty more to come. Gordon, last mm. night there was always going to be a, a huge focus on whether Rangers could get back to winning ways. They did that, and uh, and now there's that in one side of the, the fence, and another the other side, people um, not too happy about the tackle on Ryan Jack last night, which may have an impact, of course, on his availability for the weekend.
2: Yes, uh, he's very doubtful, obviously, after that tackle getting stretchered off last night, Gordon. But you're right, first and foremost. Uh, I was there at Rugby Park on Saturday. Uh, I thought Rangers' second half were very, very poor. And it was so important for Graham Murty and Rangers to get a good result last night. Uh, Build up a little bit of confidence going to Celtic Park, which is going to be a very difficult game against, uh, you know, the champions on Saturday. So it was a good victory. Uh, it was a well-needed victory after coming off the St. Johnston loss, the Camarnock loss. Um, but I think the big talking point tonight will be on the tackle. Um, I know everybody's got their own opinions on it. I thought it was a shocking tackle, Gordon. Uh People say about you know, he was a bit clumsy it was late I thought he knew What he was doing I thought it was naughty And uh, it was certainly A poor poor tackle In
1: my opinion I'm sure we'll get to that On the phone lines uh, Mark on a, on a footballing sense I think it was fairly simple For Rangers last night It was It was a must To get back to winning ways Not only because The points total Had taken a bit of a at uh, a hammering recently But also just with this game Round the corner You always want to get into Those fixtures with at least A bit of confidence don't you
3: Yeah I think it's important um, uh, Really important for Rangers To win last night And they didn't have it All their own way You must say Motherwell made it difficult for them And probably should have Taken the lead with, with a couple of chances That they had But you know They they stuck in there And got the goals at The correct time And you're right It's always important To go into an old firm game With a wee bit of confidence Off the back of a win If they didn't get the three points last night, you know, you're looking at getting beat last week at Rugby Park and not picking up full points against Motherwell. And all all of a sudden, there's a different look to it when they pick up three points. It'll be that wee bit of confidence going in. But they they know how difficult it's going to be. I mean, this Celtic team just now uh, have found that bit of form again. Went off the boil a wee bit over over, the last three or four weeks. But
1: the last few games, they've been exceptional again. Let's hear from Graham Morty After that game Shall we He obviously spoke to the press Following the game last night And again today He says he will give Ryan Jack every chance To make Saturday's game So he may still make it He was stretchered off In last night's 2-0 win Over Motherwell Morty says There was no malice In Cedric Keepers' challenge On the midfielder But uh, Jack is still hurting
4: So Yeah he's in the Treatment room Treatment room at the moment Currently um, Having some Ice and compression And Our physios are Taking very good care of him At the moment
5: is there any suggestion
6: that there's kind of long-term damage
4: there? Or? We don't know as yet. It's too soon to say, unfortunately. Awesome. And, it, and it, is, it is very sensitive. It's very tender. Uh, he took a sore one last night, so we'll uh, we'll look at him and make a, a judgment on him closer to the time. So
5: you're not really aware for Saturday.
4: No, we will have a look at him and saying how, how he uh, how he recovers. If it's, if there's a potential for him to be involved, then that would be great. If there isn't, obviously we'll be uh, disappointed, but. We'll give the player every chance. I think that Ryan slides in to make a pass, the guy goes to block it. I didn't think the guy actually stamped and pushed down. I didn't really put any pressure through the challenge. Um there was a, a coming together that is a nasty one and it's so But in regard of intent, I'm not sure there was any there.
1: Morty admits they will need to be on top form to get a result at the weekend. He calls it one of the biggest derbies in the world and hopes his players can get themselves right up for it.
4: We've always got a point to prove against Celtic. Not just this game. It's just a game. It's the Old Flamme down. It's one of the biggest and best games in the world. So we have to, any time that game comes around, we have to be ready to be at our top level. So let's not talk about what they're doing or past history or this year or that, whatever. Let's just acknowledge it for one of the biggest games in the calendar, full stop. The last thing I want to do is to give Celtic any motivation by telling them they're dropping off the level and really winding them up. What I would like to say is we know that when we perform properly, we can give everyone a game. So, as I've said, regardless of the level that Celtic perform at, regardless of what they try and achieve, we have to make sure that we concentrate on delivering our best performance of the season.
1: I'm probably stating the obvious here, Mark, and it won't be the first time, probably won't be the last either, but in a purely footballing sense, Green Martial will be desperate for Ryan Jack to make it, because if you're going to go into a game where Celtic are such favourites, you want everybody available, and Rangers already don't have everyone available, so... It- the next couple of days I'm sure Graham Murty Will be Chapping the physios door Every two minutes To see if Ryan Jack Can make this game
3: Well he will He'll give him up to the last minute uh, and, and you Only kind of do that With your important players And there's no doubt about it Ryan Jack is a An important and influential player For Rangers He might have not hit the heights That some people May have thought But In saying that I think he's still an important Part of their team Someone who who Knows this league um, Who's played in this league for many many years now And has come up against Celtic many times before And those are the type of guys you want in the team And just that drive he gives the team You know and that competitive edge I'm sure Graham Murray will want him In that central midfield Going up against guys like Scott Brown And, and Stuart Armstrong Rather than maybe a younger lad who, Who's not sampled this game before
2: Yeah I agree with that um, I said in <laughs> Saturday Gordon I looked at Kilmarnock, I looked at Rangers, I looked at the Middle of the Park. It was going to be so important. I thought Rangers looked very lightweight on Saturday. Um, I do, I'm not saying Ryan Jack's the greatest thing that's ever popped up at Ibrox, but he does bring the experience of playing in big games, Premier League. He brings a bit of steel with him, bit of experience as well. So I think Graham Murty will be desperate to have him uh, fit and available uh, for Saturday, which... I'll find very surprising after, as I say, I watched the tackle a few times, stretchered off. Sometimes when you get into the dressing room and uh, you know, the physios get get to work with you, they can get you back very quickly, but I'd be surprised if Ryan Jack uh, trotted out at
1: Barkhead on, on Saturday at 12 o'clock. Thomas is a Rangers fan in heads Thomas, what do you make of last night's victory then important to get back to winning ways? Good
7: evening, guys. I... Uh it was important to get back in a game. It was a game that we won. Um, it was a game that we just needed grit to win the game, but the three points was all that counted. But I'm not as so much warning up about the performance. It's, it's, a, it's a bigger picture that's a, a, a side issue to the game. I've always liked Motherwell historically and as much as they give Rangers and Celtic a hard and honest game. I think every Rangers supporters got a soft spot for Motherwell ever since Helicopter Sunday. And I was brought up on a diet of such as Bobby Shearer and Tom Forsyth and Rangers and John Clark and Roy Aitken for Celtic. You know, hard men that never shut to tackle. But this Motherwell team, and I, I know I might get pulled up for saying this, but I think they're out and out dirty. They're not hard and tough. Some of their stuff is reckless at worst and cynical at best. I'm thinking of the last game that Rangers played and the mother style of play. And even, it's not just confined to Rangers, from what I've heard in the phone-in and... and Speaking to other people, talking about Motherwell Celtic, such as the, the tackling Kieran Tierney and, and others, it just seems that there's a, a recklessness and a cynicism about Motherwell just now, which is is not good for the game. I mean, I feel that the, the dangerous play, the, the the tackle, and yeah, the round Jack the intent is debatable, but the the one in Herrera, I just thought, I mean, Herrera's a tall guy; he hardly bent down, and the guy was showing his studs right in his face. And again, I don't know if Herrera's broke his nose, but you could see that he's, he's drawn blood. Putting that onto the, the broken nose um, in the previous game, it's just... It's it's, it's dangerous, and I think that it's some of this the stuff, and that's the stuff that we know about, there was stuff going on, there was elbows flying everywhere from Motherwell, cynical pushes in the back which weren't even subtle. He just pushed in the back. Something that's really not good for the game, and I fear... That that style of play could cause anybody, whether it's Rangers, Celtic, or whoever, to have a, a career-threatening injury or something worse. The the, the 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 high foot on Herrera, you know, if i had caught with any, anything harder, that was dangerous, you know, really dangerous.
1: I, I just played what Graham murty thought of the tackle on Ryan Jacks. So just since you brought it up, Thomas, let me play you what Graham murty thought of the the high boot on Herrera, the one that you're you're not happy about.
4: He took one in the face. Ball was down quite low. Um, the centre-half decided to go for it. It's a footballing incident. It's a, it's a sore one. He's um, He's got a bloody nose and he's in a bit of pain, but sometimes as a centre-forward or a centre-half, these things happen. The referee dealt with it. Move on.
1: Uh, Thomas, so I'm, I'm guessing, in fact, I don't really have to do much guessing, you're... You're not too happy then with with Graham Murty because he not no. on, not only did he not think Cedric Kipre put any intent in the tackle on Jack, he doesn't sound too bothered there about the the high boot one either.
7: No, the Jack one I agree. I mean, was the cynicism? It's hard to say. And the Jack, I think Graham murty is listening to his tone, etc. I think he's been very diplomatic and very he's, he's got to pick and choose his words. He's new in the job. But he doesn't want to make enemies right from day one. That was one of the things that Pedro Kashinia made a, a mistake. If that had been Pedro in charge. That I think that the the attitude would have been different, and perhaps he went over the top. But I think he was being diplomatic. But I'm not even talking about those two incidents. I'm talking about throughout the game. Um, the, the flight, there was a, there was an elbow just right in front of me on the the touchline in front of the where the dugouts are. that connected with one of the Rangers players, and you could see it. I mean, I think the foul was given. But again, dangerous. Another connection. It was another broken nose pushes in the back which were not two players going up for a ball in jouston. It was just one player goes up. One the Mother player doesn't even go up. He just is they're pushing in the back. The ones where they're seeing two players going for the ball, you see that all the time. I'm going back to Bobby Shearer, you know I've been around a while. i, I, I was brought up with it being a man's game. Not recklessness though. There's a difference between a good, hard, strong challenge that maybe moves into a foul. But it's the recklessness of this motherwell team. And I'm looking at the two Motherwell the two Rangers games and other games that they've been involved in, and that the the referee just now is so weak. Yeah, the referee last night did give the fouls as and when. I don't have an issue with that. But some of the time though, he could have been firmer. And in, in even have a no word for it. What a ham uh, Thomas. Think I, I, you th- 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 I think
8: character.
1: we get. I think we get the gist, Thomas. If you don't mind, just so I can get the guy's opinion on it. Gordon, you would, Thomas makes a lot, a lot of points there. What do you have to say?
2: <laughs> you, every supporter can have a look at. First and foremost, have a look at your own team. You know, Are, are you telling me over a piece that the Rangers players not out there making tackles that other supporters and other players are are not too happy about. I think the big problem with Motherwell is they got all the parts in the back against Rangers in the semi-final because they basically outmuscled Rangers, um, and a lot of people thought that was too physical. And I think that the Motherwell manager and the players went along with the same attitude. Let's see if they're they're up for a fight now. The um, The verdict after it And I read it in the papers Today as well That a lot of people Come out and say Well Rangers did stand up To the fight And they did stand up To the battle Um, That's a man's game Um, Well
1: it's That phrase to me I I don't like It makes no sense at all Yeah but the referee The
2: referee's there To referee a game Gordon And like Thomas Uh, I grew up with Playing with Tom Forsyth And against him In training And guys like Roy Aitken And and people out When tackles were tackles Uh, But I'd I don't think you can just lay All the blame at Motherwell They play to a certain Style of football Which Up until the last Seven, eight games Really suited them They got to a cup final Uh, They were sitting third in the league Everybody was giving them All the praise The crowds were coming back To Fir Park Um, They've took a bit of a slump Just now Um, By all accounts It was a A a fiery game Let's say But I'm sure Rangers players Can handle themselves I mean If Thomas is bringing up Pushes
3: in the back <laughs> Like he's, he, he mentioned A few times there You're right Gordon What is Is every team Not You know Guilty of that And Gordon Again's right I, I mean Look at your own team Ryan Jack I know he's on the Receiving end of that tackle But there's been A number of occasions This season Where He's He's been the one That's dishing out the tackles And okay A few got rescinded But He's been sent off A couple of times So you know, there's there's players in that Rangers team That are physical as well But they stood up last night and got the result But I, I just think Motherwell will get a hard ride For this being over the top and physical That's the way they want to play But I don't think there's any any malice in it Or they go out and, and try to hurt people that, That's just, they've got a group of players Who are a, a tough bunch of players And they play to their strengths And sometimes I think when these tackles are shown It gets a wee bit blown out of proportion
1: Mark is in Partick Hi Mark
7: Hi how you doing It's just a couple of points I want to ask the panel it's uh, so obviously Steve McLaren's left his post With his role team today And uh, obviously Mark Allen Obviously wants to make him His first choice It's just obviously uh, To think what the panel Would think about him Being the new Rangers boss At the end of the season
1: I wondered if he would get Any calls in this mm. Gordon Just purely you know Putting two and two together Sort of thing Steve McLaren leaving uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv Today uh, To return to England Was was the reason Can you see anything that is it? Is it just a case of, of Putting two and two together Or is that anything You can nothing, really see happening Nothing
2: surprises me now Gordon We look at a, a Championship manager Getting sacked uh, Last week And he's now in the Premier oh, League Oh Carvajal you mean Yeah yep. Carvajal uh, It's incredible You look at Gary Monk Getting sacked uh, From Middlesbrough Because Style of football Was the reason What did Middlesbrough do Bring in the worst style of football manager in Britain, Tony Pulis. So nothing will surprise me. I don't think Steve McLaren's in the last few jobs, Nottingham Forest, he was shocking. He's been about the the the, the block a little bit, not really been so successful. Um went to Israel, as we say, family reasons, maybe come home to England, I don't know. Uh, not being successful. Is he the right fit for Rangers or is it just a case of Steve McLaren managed England? He's a big name. Let's get him in because if you go and ask Derby fans, if you go and ask uh, you know fans that um, obviously he's he's worked under, then I think they, you wouldn't get great reports. But he's got a big name, and I think people like the fact of yeah. big names coming into uh, football clubs. But the, the thing is. Rangers have come out and made a statement that Graeme is a manager to the end of the season. So if that's the case, nothing will happen to the end of the season. So well,
1: they've still got time. Funnily enough, Mark raises the point and, and then Gordon brought up Carvajal. I think Steve McLaren, looking at the some of the reports today, is one of the favourites for the Sheffield Wednesday job, which, yeah. which Carvajal just left. But I, I did suspect that we would get... Yeah that's what I'm saying So Steve McLaren is one of the favourites to replace
3: yeah. him I, I, Once something like this happens Steve McLaren's name was was linked with Rangers uh, A wee while back And obviously people are just going to jump to conclusions I agree with Gordon again there When he says that because he's been a big name in England manager Left a post people think he's automatically Good enough for Rangers mm, Is he? Is he really? We chatted about it on the show last week Big names down south Are they automatically Good enough to come up To your clubs Some yeah uh, No doubt are But I don't know If Steve McLaren
1: Would be the right Guy for Rangers At this time Okay it was Danny Wilson Who got Rangers off And running last night And quite a finish it was As well We're going to hear from him And hear from Motherwell Boss Stephen Robinson After these
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrokes.com Backing Scottish football All season long Please gamble responsibly
1: Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard as I said at the top of the show at Clyde SSB we've got a picture of Gordon DL uh, looking rather wintry because the heating's not on in here and Robert Connor says nice to see you're taking in homeless men for the night well done I think that's a bit unfair and homeless the, the problem is right. I'm only, I'm sense, only
2: doing it for you guys because you don't want my nose to run that's very true <laughs>
1: because not only will the heating be broken we'll have a flood in here as well so <laughs> let's move swiftly on I, I know lots of you want to get into much about the the tackle The Ryan Jack situation So plenty more of that to come I'm sure But I'm quite keen to find out What you made of the football Last night Rangers fans Was that a, a Satisfactory performance for you On the back of a couple of difficult ones Do let us know 01419511025 We are on Twitter as well Let's hear from Danny Wilson He says the win over Motherwell Will boost morale ahead Of the Celtic game at the weekend The defender opened the scoring In the 2-0 win And says the players know What is required At Celtic Park on Saturday I don't score
8: Many goals and I don't score many as, as good as that so I'm, I'm happy with that tonight but I think after the last couple of performances it was just important for us to get back to winning ways and we've managed to do that I thought we were uh, good tonight without it being spectacular and uh, we have got the job done and that's what we set out to do so we can be happy with our night's work The
7: smile ahead of the weekend as well? Yeah, definitely
8: I think um, you know we know that we've fell miles short the last two performances two, two poor results from our point of view but... Um, Tonight was a bit better. Um, you know, we've got a tough game on Saturday, but we can look forward to it. Be a wee bit more confidence now after you know the two previous results because we need to win tonight. I think if you look at, I think if you look at the, the spells we've had, we had two wins, then followed by two defeats, four wins followed by two defeats. You know, we've won again tonight. You know, we've got a tough game on Saturday, so like you said, consistency has been a real problem for us. I can't quite put my finger on why it's a problem for us. We need to do better. We need to put longer winning runs together. And even if that, we need to make sure that we don't lose games. So um, you know, it's it's a tough one. It's been a real problem for us all season, probably going back to last season as well. So um, we need to work hard. The boys are working hard. There's no doubt about that. We're just falling a wee bit short uh, on on certain things. So we need to try and you know put them right. Because like I say, it's going to be really tough on Saturday going there.
1: Uh, Gordon I think it was A finish that most uh, Forward players in the league yeah. Would have been Proud of Danny Wilson On his birthday as well Perhaps an unlikely Goal scorer I know he's chipped in With a couple But what did you make of that As an opening goal Terrific goal
2: uh, Terrific strike um, The one thing I'll say About Danny Wilson I think he's probably Having his best time uh, Since he's back In a Rangers jersey He's playing very well He seems to be um, You know A certain pick Every game now And uh, it doesn't, it doesn't do your uh, chances any harm when you can uh, add a few goals, and especially that one last night, which was going to, always going to be an important one, the first goal... Because You know Rangers were under luck, a lot bit of pressure Coming off with two defeats St Johnstone at home And obviously Kilmarnock away You've got the the Celtic game The Horizon on Saturday You want again A bit of confidence So that opening goal Against Motherwell last night Was so important But what a strike I've got to say And you're right Any centre forward Would be proud of that Midfield player Anybody
3: No I, I agree with Gordon Unbelievable Reminded me a bit of Gordon Dale And his,
2: his heyday I would never have been that far out <laughs>
3: <laughs> No, that, Danny Wilson is, is Is a strange one for me I've always I've always rated Danny Wilson as a player And obviously when he moved down south I thought he was going to kick on And you know become a real A real stick on and, and the, the national team But it just didn't it Kind of backfire for him When he came back to Rangers I, I think he's found it difficult at times And I, the fans got on his back a bit Which I sometimes think is a wee bit unfair But what's Gordon saying there? I think he's going through a good period just now Goals like that will do his confidence no harm But um, Rangers need him and Alves to form a partnership They need to keep these two guys in the team If they're going to have any success And um, it looks like they might just be getting signs of that But he's right, consistency is such an important thing Um, Just now And they need to get that right uh, If they're going to move on And and,
1: you know Try and secure second place And again in the case of Alfredo Morelos Gordon It was one of those nights Where he probably wasn't involved That much But all of a sudden He pops up with a goal It's a goal that Wraps up the game He gets substituted off You know it's a standing ovation He feels much better about himself The fans feel great Because he's the one That got on the scoreline So ultimately When you're in that position That tends to be What you get judged on
2: Well yeah Because you can talk about all these. He went ten games, was it ten games, Gordon, without a goal? And as a striker and you're playing with a club like Rangers, you're judged on your goals. Nobody remembers the runs into the the full back positions to cut off a full back or go and track a centre half back onto your into your, on your into your own half, sorry. What they'll do is they'll remember when you put the ball in the back of it. net. And it was he was so desperate to get his goal again. He was snatching at a few things. But all of a sudden, he got that that goal after the ten games. And you're right, every time he gets the ball, he looks like he, can, he, he looks a finisher. He really does look a finisher. And I think he will be one of the dangers to the Celtic backline on Saturday. If the Rangers can get some supplies to him, he can find the net, the lad. And he's obviously brimming in confidence. And he scored another goal last night again. And, you know, managers do tend to take centre forwards off after a goal. To get the, the standing of ovation To give them a little bit more confidence Look forward to the next game But uh, he's certainly chipping in with a few now I think he's top, top goal scorer in the Premier League he Which is, indeed. is not a bad fit
1: okay, Jamie is in Thornley Bank Jamie what did you make of the, the performance And the result last night?
5: Well first of all it was a, They get the three points And uh, they played no bad football Although they get bullied a wee bit But the point I'm on about the night is uh, Rangers have been looking for a new manager. And I was talking about Sam Allardyce, Tony Poulos, McLaren. They've got a guy that stays 10 minutes away from the, the and Billy Davis. I don't know why. He's not been mentioned. He's got a great track record down in England. He's done well in the Championship. He took Derby up to the Premiership. He won the most important game down in England. The richest game in soccer, they say. And you hear that um, ex-players talking about him. Wes Morgan at Leicester says he was the best manager that he's ever worked for. And I just don't understand why Rangers have no went for Mr. Davis.
1: I think everyone knows Gordon DL. Billy's a close friend of yours. We've spoken about it many times on the show. So what we'll do this time then is I'll, I'll throw it to Mark and, and and see what you think of of uh, Jamie's call, Mark.
3: I think, listening to Jamie there, and listening to Gordon, I've spoke to Gordon a number of times about Billy Davis, managers, I think you have to look at managers and look at their stats. You know, going back to it again, being a big name, for me, doesn't really wash that much. You know, being a big name's great, but you've got to have something to back it up with. Billy Davis is certainly one of those guys that when you look at his stats, you think, well, he's been successful everywhere he's went. So why would he not be a good fit for Rangers? I, I don't know. You, you used tell me, is his name not glamorous enough for, for some Rangers uh, supporters? You know, you think they would look for a guy, like I say, who has been successful, who's managed big teams and big games and big also big players and in, uh, in characters in a dressing room. And you look at him and you think, well, he's done it. But if, because somebody's maybe a more glamorous name, mm. Rangers fans are shouting for, for them. It doesn't make sense to me that. I would rather have a manager at my club whose whose success rate was very high at a high level than somebody whose name was a bit more glamorous.
2: Mark, I think, sorry for interrupting. A lot of people say, well, it's only your friend. But he's right in the management. Have a look at stats, Gordon. And when you sit down, doesn't matter what you think of Billy Davis as a person, you sit down you have a look at his stats. His stats are incredible. 6 playoffs, Taking Derby to the, the, the English Premier League in 11 months... Everybody that, that's worked under a tongue about him Go and have a look at every club he's managed And have a look at every manager that's come in after him Has never beaten his record Which tells you he's very, very
1: good at his job uh, Jamie, we keep coming back to comments made by Dave King after the AGM Saying that they had already looked at managers who are out of work And obviously Billy Davis falls into that category And in Dave's King, Dave King's mind, sorry that basically they weren't up to scratch. So does does that not suggest to you that those types of, of people are not going to be pursued by Rangers?
6: Well,
5: <coughs> sorry. Um, I think Mr. King's got it wrong. As Mr. dlc said, then I know, Billy Davis records, a Mac, um, brilliant in football. And he's, a, he's an ex-Rangers player. When he left Rangers, when Graham soonness was here Graham as wanted to buy him back to bring him back to the Rangers so he must have thought he was a, a player and I mean as Gordon Dale said there and all the teams he's been with, not as Forrest, Preston, uh, Derby, they've all done well and I just kind of understand why the wee guy never gets mentioned because he has a top class manager.
1: Okay, thanks to Jamie, the Rangers fan in Thornley Bank, for his thoughts. Let's hear from Stephen Robinson. He says he's looking to add two new strikers in January after the two 0 defeat to Rangers at Ibrox. The third Park boss was frustrated by a lack of cutting edge at the top end of the pitch and says it'll need to improve if they want to climb back up the table.
9: The message to them is it's not a huge game on Saturday for them, you know, and the, the, there's no hiding place. They have to step up certain people's form of dipped you know, um, probably since the cup final. We've had injuries, yeah, we've had injury problems, but that's why you have a squad of players. Um, and some people have just been nearly there, not quite good enough. And I have to say, Tans was our bright spark. He was the, the one player that I thought, yeah, make something happen. Um, the rest of the four players were nearly there. They nearly got in front of the people. They nearly had shots on target. You know, they nearly held it up. So Tans was the one bright spark, but his chances, as you say, just before half time, he usually tucks away. And that's when you come to places like Ibrox, you have to take them chances. Well, as I said, we were definitely looking for one to replace Louis on the budget we have um, and the finances. That's not an easy task, but we have got people we're speaking to. Um, but I, I think certainly we need to. You know, you're judged at what you do at the top end of the pitch. So that's why they get paid the most money. That's why they command fees at every level. Um, and people haven't just quite stepped up to that. So uh, for me, I definitely need um, two strikers and you know another another defender. We get any of the, the money to spend from from Louis. Yeah, listen. The board will back me as much as they they possibly can. We're a club; they get four thousand people, you know. So there, there's a running cost of football club as well. I can assure you, we we spent ten thousand pound on the whole squad. That's the only transfer fee we spent. So we won't be spending lots of money, you know. We, we have to be prudent with what we do. We have to search the lower leagues. We have to look at the championship in Scotland and, and the lower leagues in Scotland. Um, we've got targets. We've got three or four targets up front. We've got three or four targets, and it's just about getting them over the line.
1: Uh, Stephen Robinson, there. Talking about his his strikers And obviously the question is going to be How do you replace Louis Moult how, how do you you do that Gordon It's easier said than done And I must tell you Maybe it's just me who's a bit soft But I, I thought it was quite awkward last night I'll let you in on the way this unfolded mm-hmm. So this is the Ibrox press room Stephen Robinson is sitting there Slating his strikers, whether he realised or not, Alex Fisher, one of them, is is already in the room. He's waiting to do he's waiting to do his next interview. Oh. <laughs> he's got his he's got his head down, he's just looking at the ground, and then someone actually even uses his name and says, I mean, Steve, are you disappointed in guys like Alex Fisher that you've brought in and you know oh, haven't no. managed I turn and the guy's just standing there just staring at the ground but listen I'm, so, he, he would I'm have pretty re- sure he heard that in the dressing room before exactly. he he, he would have read it in today's papers anyway but I just thought yeah, it, was, G- a, it Gordon, was quite awkward the Gordon,
2: way it played out we, we are guys that are regular attendants at uh, Fir Park when we can and we know that Louis Malk's a big miss but you just can't depend on one player uh, he, he is a terrific he has been a terrific striker for Motherwell unfortunately he's injured just now and obviously Going to Pastures New And we wish them all the best in that I think the will managers Right Since the cup final They've really went downhill Not one in the last eight um, They don't have that same What do I call it ener- Energy The way they would go about You know Teams and close down And be in their faces And play a certain style They don't seem to have that They're, now, they're lacking a little bit of confidence They're getting into a, a, a Big big game on Saturday the Lanarkshire Derby uh, And it's fantastic that I'm looking forward To two derbies in one day Because the minute I leave Celtic Park I'm going straight along there uh, So it's a big game for him And he's really got to get back into winning ways Because the more and more you keep losing That becomes a habit as well And they've dropped down the league
1: Max is in Canvas Lang. Hi Max Hi, how you doing? Pardon? Not bad, what's your point
2: tonight Max? Yeah, Mark
1: mentioned earlier on about
7: the partnership between Danny Wilson and Bruno Alves needs to be sort of more gelled together. Uh, this is just my opinion, by the way. I, I totally disagree with that. I think Bruno Alves is a wasted space at Ibrox. He's not had a really good game since he's been here. Uh, I thought it was poor last night. That's all the audacity to make him captain as well. But as I say, this is just my opinion. What's the panel's opinion on that one?
1: Gordon, you certainly watch Rangers relatively often Max is, is not happy with what he's seen from Bruno Alves so far What about you?
2: Um, I can understand where Max is coming from um, I don't think for the big reputation And obviously the, the big money that he'll be receiving That he's been the leader if you, if you know what I mean But the one thing that I think Mark's talking on is When you're out in the park there And Danny Wilson is playing alongside a guy who's had the career that Alves has had, you know, even in training, dressing room before the gout having a chat, positional wise, I think it, it's it's no coincidence that that Danny Wilson's probably having his best spell, and I know that you can say well Alves has missed a few games, but the games that Alves is there, I think Wilson looks more steadier with him beside him. Yeah. Because I think that even talking to them, helping them, putting them into positionings, and, and you know, the conversations that they must have, you can only gain with experience like that beside you. Whether Max or the Rangers fans think that Alves is doing enough personally, then that's their opinion. But you know, I think if you ask Danny Wilson, he'll be the first to admit Alves is helping him. I think Max, uh,
3: in my opinion, it's Rangers' best bet. You know, going with those two, if you look at other options I I know Alves hasn't been outstanding every game but if you want Rangers to have any success in my opinion those two are your best bet at centre half and Gordon Drake Danny Wilson has playing a bit better but um, I just think having Alves there with his experience would serve Rangers better than, than another I mean off the top of my head I, I'm even struggling to think Who who would you bring in there to replace Alves Well if you you've got g- g- Bates said well,
1: Kilmarnock
2: Yeah a, a Bates said Kilmarnock yeah. that, that didn't particularly You know He's not ready for that Yeah
1: Max Would you rather see someone else at Rangers Take take the place of, of Bruno Alves yeah, that that I notion? mean Young Bates was, was
7: Okay he's not fantastically brilliant Even Ross McCrory is well now
1: playing in midfield isn't he yeah, I mean
7: mm. he's doing okay Young Borgione's came on last night I thought he did well when he came on Though he was a wee bit Losing a cliche Barry Ferguson-esque Hasn't passed the ball Across the way And by the way Never really going forward With the ball But however When he got the
10: ball He was doing okay with it
2: Yeah Max you know? Ma- Ma- look at the two Centre halves Bates and
1: Cardozo. That's the two That's going to challenge Alves Alves for me all day Okay we're going to hear From James Forrest Who's looking ahead To Saturday's game And that's coming up next
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With ladbrooks.com. Download the app And score a tap in Please gamble responsibly.
1: Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard. Let's quickly get back to the phone lines and speak to Danny, who's a Celtic fan in Royston. Hi, Danny. Hi, can I
10: speak to Gordon DL, please?
1: We're both listening, Danny. Hi, Danny. Hi,
10: Gordon. I've been a to you for years and years. OK. Uh, no, if you mind
2: my wee team, your wee team. Ah, oh, yeah, Danny, I do. How are you? I
10: uh, not bad, uh, but...
2: This be up defender. I've got Christopher yep. Hare. Yeah. just well up the gamble to game this game on Saturday. Danny, funny you should say that. I was speaking to Mark. He was at the Aberdeen game on um, Saturday, um, and he was uh, raving about how good he was. Um, he stole what nineteen, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and he's went into you know centre back. And Brendan Rodgers has put a lot of faith in him and um, you know he has come out and said that he has no fears whatsoever he's thrown him into this game on Saturday and that's a great confidence booster for a young lad uh, when your managers come out and saying that about you so I expect him like Mark to play against Rangers and it'll be interesting to see how he does Um, he's still learning his trade but uh, he's in there he's got an opportunity now uh, because obviously there's going to be a bit of competition for the places at centre half uh, but He's holding a jersey just now And uh, if he go- goes and keeps the performances Up, you know, to the level that he's doing Then he's going to be hard to be uh, removed
1: The thing that struck me in the Dundee game, Mark And I know there's a case here to say Well, he wasn't tested too much defensively But the thing that struck me was Just how keen he was to step out with the ball yeah. Any any chance he saw It seemed something that he deliberately Was, you know, was trying to do every time he could Well, it's, it's a trait that the Celtic supporters like Your centre-half been able to
3: Take the ball forward and engage, you know, other midfielders, and he's got that power just to stroll by them. So I was at the Thistle game, um, and he did it near the near the end of the game. Got the ball on his eighteen yard line, drove all the way to the opposite eighteen yard line, picked a pass, done the exact same against Aberdeen, and it's there's just confidence oozing out the boy. I was I was thoroughly impressed with him at the weekend. I think when you come up against a striker like Adam Rooney, who's Hugely experienced In this league Scored loads of goals And Barter's centre-halves About left, right and centre When he comes up Against him in the league And The young The young lads Stood up to him One majority of headers looked strong Didn't he let Rooney bully him um, And he He looks full of confidence Just now I think I may be wrong here But somebody might Correct me I think he's only conceded When he's played In, in his games for Celtic I think there's only one goal has been conceded When he's been in the back four And that was that one Against Thistle So um, I don't think he can be left out On Saturday yeah, God, I think he's certain to start
10: Gordon, can I come back then Absolutely Aye, thanks Gordon Mate, see this big German guy We signed here
1: Marvin oh. Compere.
10: Aye By the way, I think him And that young boy That'll be a future set of hearts In next season coming up We've got a diddy Boyata Bombscare, Simovic, Bombscare. They've done as well At time So Times are going on. No, I mean That's for To me anyway I think I'll be next to Joel
1: a half days again OK thanks to Danny And Royston For his thoughts On Christopher Ayer Let's hear from James Forrest He says a victory Against Rangers on Saturday Would cap off A great year for the club The winger says He's been pleased With his performances Of late And hopes he can make An impact at Celtic Park At the weekend
4: It's, incre- it's incredible Like players Like staff Like fans Everyone And as you said It's, it's been a great First half of the season Like We've we've had over goals so far, and eh, obviously to finish off on Saturday would be would be really good to to get a win. I think it was the same, but then obviously we're, we're still in Europe still after good? Christmas, yeah. so obviously that that's a big bonus and that's that's a that's a push once we come back. We know we know we've got like Europe, it's still European football to look forward to. And yeah, as I said, we've got we've got one last push on Saturday, and yeah, we'll give it our all. Yeah, Rangers got <coughs> good players, and we know it's always going to we're not always going to beat them, but a, a, a couple of goals it's, it's always pretty tight when you play Rangers like. For 90 minutes it's a hard game And no we, we know that game But we've, the boys have been confident He performs his last few games And we'll
2: take that into Saturday I've got to say that uh, I think James Forrest has been Fantastic Um I watched the game against Dundee uh, On Tuesday And it, his overall play I was watching his movement He just I think two years ago James Forrest just played up and down the right hand side Gone He just played as a right winger um, very disciplined up and down. Now, under Brendan Rogers, especially the way they play this season, his movement, he comes in the field, he causes problems, he gets in between the lines, he gets turning at defenders, he's just fully confident, he's added goals. I think James Forrest is having his best ever season with Celtic.
1: Kevin's in Croftfoot. Hi, Kevin. How you doing, lads? Not bad, you?
10: Yeah, not bad. Um, well, I'm actually phoning up because I seen the rumour the day Stephen colker has been released by QPR. And again,
1: linked with us. He certainly has been released by QPR, and it's a name mark that's been linked with Celtic for for a long time. It has been. Um, as soon as I saw it come up there, that was my
3: initial thought as well. That um, surely Celtic must be interested, and then I start thinking, well, I wonder if that you know ship sailed. I wonder if they they had shown interest, but it's went on too long. Where compares now come in? You've got Ayer, Boyata. Szymonovic, Sviatchenko. You know, you've got a lot of players there Vying for that position So I just wonder now If it's a wee bit too late for Stephen Colgate I have no doubt that he would love To come to a club like Celtic um, I'm not sure it's going to happen now After after Celtic signing
1: Compere last week Kevin, is that something you, you want to happen? Is that what you mean by calling uh, in tonight? Uh, yeah, I think the boy's got a wealth of experience He's got England cap
10: He's still in his mid-twenties I can see either Boyata, Sviachenko or Semyonovic I can see two of the three of them leaving I don't think Rodgers rates them And it's all we've got now
1: I had a look earlier on today Because I knew that this would come up Stephen Colcourt, Gordon he The pedigrees, obviously there I mean the guy's yeah. moved for £8 million in the past Played for some big clubs But I just wonder if the his recent career How much that comes into it I mean he's played 30 games In the last three seasons You know, this season he's only played four times 14 the season before, 12 before that And before anyone says it I know he's had personal problems And well done to him for speaking out about that In the summer and some of the demons he's had to battle So hopefully he's he's over that side of things But I wonder if, if that side of it How much that comes into the thinking Well, you've got to look at a player that you're
2: signing And say, right, okay, how many games has he played And you've touched on it over three years 30 games Ten games a season averages it's so that's very good of me to work that one. I was going to say, yeah, I'm right oh on man, the ball. Is this yeah, countdown that, or that, that super was scoreboard? The old Yale high school <laughs> kicking in there, uh, but I agree. I, I look at what Mark was saying, listening to Mark there about how many centre halves. So Brendan Rogers would need to ship one or two out to bring him in. Everybody seems to be jumping on the bandwagon about Boyata. You know he's not good. I, I quite like him. I think I think he's got, I think he's got room to to learn. I know he's not having the greatest time. I know that sometimes he makes those mistakes. But I just think that well, a little bit of patience. I think he will be okay. I I I, I don't see him leaving Celtic. I really don't. Mark might might hmm. be different uh, opinion, but I don't see him leaving Celtic. I think Brendan Rodgers sees something in him.
3: If, if you know you're going to see about games and. When you said that there Gordon One thing popped into my head Scott Sinclair Before he came to Celtic I don't know what his stats are Somebody might tweet in and tell us But he hadn't played a lot of games um, In the previous Well I don't know Two or three seasons before that Brendan Rodgers takes a gamble Okay he had to shell out a wee bit of money for him But he comes and he's absolutely terrific So I think if you're If you're a good enough player um, And you've played at a high level Such as Colker has I don't think he'd have Any problem Although he's only played Four this season I don't think he'd have Any problem coming up here And fitting into the side It's whether Brendan Rodgers Thinks they need Another player in that position
1: You want to make Another quick point Kevin Come back in No that's that's fine Oh that's you sorted Good man thanks to Kevin In Crawfoot For that call Talking about Stephen Colker Being released by QPR And a potential link To Celtic Beat the Pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It's just before seven o'clock, and that means the time is now. If you want to play Beat the Pundit, go and pick up the phone, dial 0141 951 1025. That's the number you need. Dial it right now, and you could play Beat the Pundit against Mark or Gordon after the news.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play And pull a result out of the bag Please gamble responsibly
1: Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Now what about the big talking point Or the other big talking point Should I say From last night The Edinburgh Derby It wasn't uh, too old When we had what we thought Was our opening goal Ollie Shaw Thought he'd scored And it didn't count So I really want to get into that one Because this this is one that brings It almost brings all football fans together It doesn't matter if you're a Hearts or a Hibs fans; Everybody likes a good old moan About goal line technology And all the rest of it So we're going to get into that very soon But before we do beat. The Pundit, with goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Five past seven, as always it is Beat the Pundit time Charlie is in Bear's Den, he's tonight's contestant Hi Charlie
6: Hello, how are you doing Gordon?
1: Not too bad, how are you?
6: Aye, good, good this evening,
1: yeah Good stuff, are you feeling in confident mood? You've had a wee break over Christmas, charged the batteries And ready to sweep Mark Wilson or Gordon other aside?
10: Eh, well, we'll see but. Give it a bash <laughs> Whoever I get
1: They yeah. always say it's a bit harder When you're actually on here And the clock is yep. ticking down But let's toss the coin anyway And see who you're going to play Heads, is Mark Wilson Tails, it's Gordon Dale Who, by the way Is still wearing that ridiculous hat <laughs> Yeah,
3: I, <can laughs> I struggle well, Is uh, that a film? Grumpy old men,
1: is it? Have you seen that? Uncle Buck <laughs> Uncle <laughs> Buck, that's a great problem. Because <laughs> actually, I, I do that's struggle good. to take you seriously often, yeah. but particularly with that hat and just the way you're staring at me with a big jacket. Right, yeah. anyway. Uh, heads, it's Mark Wilson, tails, it's Uncle Buck. Um, and it is heads. You're up against Mark Wilson, so oh, you good. can just adjust your bonnet Will we're. Two men. Yeah. Well, I, th- I thought you were going to say that But Gordon there Right, OK no Let's get let's give Mark some Clyde Toonies here So that he can't steal your answers Right, Charlie It's 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit, OK?
7: Cheers
1: <sighs> Who's currently the top scorer In the Scottish Premiership? Uh, first spot uh, Carlos Calvajal has been named The new manager of which English Premier League side? Uh, West Brom Name either team out with the UK That Chris Boyd had played for uh, Who scored the goal that never was So called for Hibbs last night Ollie, Ollie, all uh, of Who's returning to Aberdeen After leaving in the summer uh, now And the Carolina Panthers Are associated with which sport uh, American football Okay Bring Mark Wilson back Are you with us? Me? Yes <laughs> I'm wait- Who else I'm <laughs> I don't know are you chatting to <laughs> <laughs>
3: Unbelievable.
1: You're right across from me <laughs> <laughs> You can yeah. see with you I mean I don't mean in body I mean right, in you're not yeah, you're now, yeah, oh, you're now man, listening right, yeah. to me again. Oh, right. Yep. Can Same I set wait. of questions to you. Are you ready? Yep. Who's currently the top scorer in the Scottish Premiership? Marielas. Carlos Carvajal has been named as the new manager of which English Swansea. Premier League side? Name either team out with the UK that Chris Boyd played for. Portland Timbers. Who scored the goal that never was for Hibbs last time? Who's returning to Aberdeen after leaving in the summer? McGinn. The Carolina Panthers are associated with which sport? American football. And who <laughs> scored the only goal for Man City against Newcastle last night? Uh, Aguero. Okay. Uh, you see, Charlie, the key is to go as quickly as you can. He got through yeah. a few more than you, but listen, yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean he won. You have to yeah, get them right. that sure Yeah, that's a shocker. No, no, sure no. You have to get them right. Let's go through. Um, well, I can't, I can't argue too much. Anyway, who's the, <laughs> who's the current top scorer in the Scottish Premiership? Alfredo Morelos, one nil to Mark. Carlos Carvajal has been named as new manager of Swansea, two nil to Mark. Either team out with the UK that Chris Boyd played for, Portland Timbers. Mark, you know, his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Three nil to Mark. What was the other one, Gordon? Do you want to give that pronunciation a bash? <laughs> Can't even remember Somebody in Turkey Had Portland Timbers Trabzonspor. Spor Eskispor, If that's the ah, right that's pronunciation so bad, someone yeah. will no doubt tell me it's not But Charlie you were close I could see what you were getting at um, But it's 3-0 to Mark I think you settled down after that Charlie You got into the swing of things It was Ollie Shaw Who scored the so-called goal That never was Last night You got that right You both did You both got Niall McGinn Returning to Aberdeen You both get the Carolina Panthers Associated with the NFL uh, Mark you got on To the last question Who scored the only goal For Man City Sterling. It was Raheem Sterling So like I said Charlie it was the old uh, Football cliche Of too little too late You got three yeah, on the board Thanks very much But Mark already had three So he it was a 6-3 win for Mark Thanks yeah. for taking part No thank you Thank
3: You're you lucky, Charlie. Uh, n- Thanks n- Charlie Yes same
1: to you Charlie Mark Wilson Every week Who takes it more seriously Than any other <laughs> pundit Is absolutely <laughs> you know, uh, Delighted he, with himself well.
2: Honestly Unlucky Charlie I've uh, never seen him so happy In
1: No nah, I, Mar- I thought Mark's not like that He's, I thought uh, he was Quite no. serious there. Yeah no I was sincere Unlucky no, Charlie No you've never been Sincere nah, yeah. Mark's, Mark's alright Honestly uh, Anyway let's hear from <laughs> Cheers, thanks. A ringing endorsement there uh, yeah. Let's hear from Neil Lennon Shall we I think his words Will probably sum it up uh, Better than any of us can So he says Decisions like last night Are making a mockery Of the Scottish game After they were denied What turned out to be A clear goal At Tynecastle. The Hibs boss was furious With the decision By the assistant Not to award the goal And says they must look Towards goal line technology We all know the story The game finished nil nil, So it would have had Quite a telling impact Here's Neil Lennon It's
11: a goal It's well over the line It's a goal I, Everyone could see it And you can tell By the way the ball Comes out at the angle again it's not hit the bar, gone straight down tonight. It's come here and back out. The spin's taken it back out. It's a big, big decision that's gone against us again. I think of the handball against Rangers, and then tonight, you know, it's costing us important points. And we were by far the better team for long periods in the game on a very, very difficult pitch. So I'll pay tribute to my players. They're outstanding, in very difficult circumstances. And we should be. I should be sitting here talking about a great win, great three points. It's a goal. <laughs> it is a goal. The goal's a goal, you know. And I know we're all about video referee and scare here. Everyone, well, if the fourth official goes and look at a monitor, he can give Steven a shout and go, "Better way, that's a goal." Well, I'm sitting down and I can tell by the way the balls come back out, it's clearly over the line. He said that uh, he couldn't get a good view of it, and the linesman didn't get a view of it or didn't see it. The linesman got every offside in the first half. Didn't get that one though, the most important one. And you know, these these could cost us at the end of the season. You know, we should be sitting here, three points, fantastic, well-hard-fought derby win. I don't know what the, what you can do, and, you know, we talk about video assistant referees, and we haven't got that in the game, but this is a huge game. You know, it's live on TV, and it's making a mockery of the game sometimes, I think. You can see his frustration.
3: Um, I, I mean, when you get such decisions like that, two in close proximity to each other, the handball against Rangers, which... You know, could in theory of you know, cost his team points. You never know how the game's going to plan out after that. And then you get this one and another huge game. You can see why Neil Lennon's reacting the way he does. And there's no doubt. Uh, Mar- when Mar- I seen it,
2: you know, are you telling me that Neil Lennon, since the start of the season, has never had No, of course. Yeah, of course well, that, that's way. why, of course that's why
1: these discussions end up going, you know, let's not count up decisions. Let's talk about yeah. last night's in isolation. Yeah. But last night's is simple. He's totally right what he's saying. It's a goal. Now, there was
3: a there was a view from a different camera angle that showed the linesman's potential view. There was a player maybe blocking him. But he should still be able to tell. Now I know the argument he's got to be sure if he's going to give it. I mean, us watching on the TV. Did you know
1: the very first time you yes, saw it without I, replay I, that it was in Yeah, I was
3: going to say, I know it's easy for us watching TV. As soon as it went in, I said that's a goal right away. So I could see it. Slightly different when he's pitch side We've got an elevated view from the camera angle But come on it's For me, he should be able to get that right There's so many officials now They should be able to get that right
2: Right I agree with Neil Lennon They were a better team They should have won the derby Let's say that I feel for the, the officials The referee is looking for help From the assistant referee I don't think he's in a good position Mark If you look at him And you're right The old cliche kicks in you cannot give that unless you're 100% And it's and it's okay for us to sit in the comfort of our armchairs And look at the TV uh, You know, the, the angles that we're getting for the TV But he's got that split decision That it hits that barn You know, it hits uh, Well, it does get in It hits uh, the back of the line Comes back out But I feel for them, I really do And it's very easy just to sit there and say Well, it's a goal And we should have got the three points And whatever he does not have a good position, Gordon First and foremost is, is, is that not a problem then? Because his job
3: is to run that line To get himself into a good position Yes, yes now, When you look at the goal But when he's not in that about, position,
2: Mark he cannot. He's obviously not been. So 100% So can you feel sorry for him he if he's not in the right position? Because that's his job Everybody can <laughs> You can find yourself in but The game is that quick now You can find yourself in the wrong position Referees do it yeah. Officials do it all the time they're only human, Mark. You can't just keep going, well, we've sat and watched it. How many times over a piece of the season and years have we sat and debated and had to watch something three, four, five times, slow it down and then make a decision? These guys get a, a split decision. And we're I think that, yes, we all agree the ball was in the back of the net, but I think we're being a bit of very hard on the officials.
1: Well, as always, this stirs up the goal line technology debate. The Scottish FA and the SPFL basically saying today it's too expensive, so certainly not on the horizon anytime soon in Scottish football. We'll get to that in a second. We'll look at that in a bit more detail once we speak to Damon, who's a Hibs fan in Edinburgh. Hi, Damon.
6: Hi, mate. How are you doing? Not bad, you?
5: Hi, Pam. Well, I'm a bit... <laughs> It's gruntled, but you know... I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't need to spend money on goal line technology. We just need the fourth officials to have a wee bit more authority. It's taken a split second for them to turn around and say, guys, you've not seen it, but it's went in. It's same with, peti- with penalty decisions. It's oh, a split you, second for them to turn around and say, listen, guys, you've got it wrong. There's a dive, or it's over the line... Or it was a penalty when you've not given it. You
1: mean in yeah, terms yeah. of ha- you mean in terms of, of having watched this on TV again, Damien That's yes, Is that Damien. what you mean? Right.
2: You know, um, where I'll agree, where agree with Damien here is about Damien. The, sorry, the, the ball been over a line. But you'll have a, a a situation, Gordon, where the fourth official will say, for instance, what he was talking about, it's a penalty kick. A referee can come over and say, I don't agree with that. I don't think it is. Now But this, this is different. Yeah, so how can how can
3: all the play- the Hibs players are celebrating, We're all the shows celebrating, all right? Mm-hmm. You've got Neil Wayne and Gary Parker on the touchline celebrating, who's standing next to the fourth official. Now, you've got a referee who's closer than them, and you've got a linesman who's in line with a goal. And none of those three can see it, but the players on the pitch can see it. The guys in the dugout can see it. Well, to be fair, the
1: players will claim for well, everything. I know you're so gonna say that. You can't but, you can't use but, that as a
2: I'm not
3: I'm
1: not right.
2: talking about that, Mark. I'm talking about Damon's um, suggestion Damon's that we use su- we use well, the fourth official for penalty kicks because
1: Damon Damon let me just let me tell you the sort of uh, like the official line on this if you will because as I'm sure you're you're well aware we we do not have VAR at the moment I think there are 14 countries. They use it at the moment we're in the, bit, the, we're in the midst of a trial period Which ends next year So see when it comes down to that If we want to embrace VAR And I'm not talking about goal line technology here Because that's not what you're asking You're asking no. about video assistant referees We we If we decide to do that We're going to have to go all in on this It's not a case of Oh well, this game is on TV So let's go and ask someone We're going to need The six cameras We're going to need A control room We're going to need A video assistant referee So that is all Going to have to be Put in place It's not as if Just because a game's on TV We can then go and ask You know the fourth official So that day may well come But we're going to have to Make sure we've got The infrastructure there To do it Okay
5: And my heart Can I just say My heart goes out To Ollie Shaw A young kid Who could have scored A winning goal in the the Hipshatch Derby So that's what I'm more concerned about I'm not bothered About beating them It's Ollie Shaw He must be heartbroken
2: that's a fair yeah, point Fair here's point Here's another point on that then On the same side Stevenson Was that a handball In the in the box? The one where John McGinn Takes it away from her? I mm. think that's apparently yeah,
3: It's more debatable Than a certain goal right. the, 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 These
1: are <laughs> <laughs> Went over the line It was a goal Apparently <laughs> I don't know Maybe These are different things Because as I said Some people are talking about VAR Video assistant referee Where you know You refer a decision Other people might be talking about goal line technology Which we have in the English Premier League You've all seen it before The referee checks the watch and so on That's the one that our governing bodies have spoken out about today essentially So the Scottish FA put a sort of statement out saying It's maintained a consistent stance on goal line technology Both publicly and as an important voice within IFAB The the board to make the rules essentially We're open to technology that would help deliver matter of fact So that would be goal line technology Right, you know Mm -hmm. Was it over the line or was it not? It's something we would be happy uh, to embrace and support If there was a widespread appetite from our member clubs However, the blunt reality is technology remains unaffordable And and that is essentially what what it's going to come down to So the rough cost, and please, before anyone corrects me This is definitely a rough cost Would be roughly £250,000 per stadium So... And that, by the way, that's just that's just for the technology, because some stadiums may have to be altered, stands may have to be, things may have to be moved around, and all the rest of it to, to comply. Like three million, gone so now. about three million for the top flight in Scotland. I'm on fire, and I am. Count, yeah. <laughs> and then that's the question of how many times in a season Would it be used and so on So whilst last night everyone's screaming for well, We need it it's You can also understand and... why it's not going to happen Yeah, Because our, our clubs, more our clubs don't have clubs, that much money
3: Yeah of course Well that's the problem And it's a shame it comes down to
1: that. that um, Is there not another contractor out there Does it for cheaper And <laughs> can undercut Well that's the thing There was a bit of competition around this when it first started Because it, I'm sure you all remember this Plans has been in place for a few years Goal-line technology It was speeded up Remember Lampard The yeah, goal against yeah. Germany In the World Cup in 2014 So that sort of speeded it up Certain countries have been able To afford it We have not Fairly simple And out. plus a
2: fact Over a season Gordon How many times do we discuss this? But then and the, I
1: know it's Neil's right in what he's saying about At
2: the same time It could cost points, you could cost A run. relegation yeah, or, I,
1: yeah I totally understand that, But we can't afford it uh, Let's speak to Kenny the Jambo Hi Kenny
6: Evening guys Mark Gordon Gordon mm. how are you? up? Kenny okay. No, listen, I uh, it was a goal last night, uh, well and truly. But it, we're going to end up taking the excitement and the fun and the debate. Kim, everybody's debating about it the night. Uh, I'm chuffed if bits, it so did not go in, because it means hearts have got a wee record in their goals for so many hours. Uh, but no, as Gordon said earlier, it's, it's that split decision that gets the crowd on the edge, is it? Is it no? and if people see things like that, it's happened for years and years, as Gordon said earlier.
1: Well, I know that's a, that's a completely separate argument, Mark People don't want to take the human element away Because they like I don't say like That's probably the wrong word But they accept that this is this is part of it Decisions go for and against you But I think nowadays there is a, a, a bigger feeling That when it's matters of fact like yeah. that then, then it should, if possible, be cleared up
3: I, I get what Kenny's saying There's nothing better than, you know, coming on here Or going to a game and chatting with your mates Or even if you're done the pub And a few of disagreeing disagree th- and things And and it's great conversation it's what we love about the game but you're right i think that the greater technology is getting and you see it used in so many other sports and i don't think it's taken the excitement out of any of the other sports it's used you know you um you look at some of these the sports that use it the, the attention it still draws and there's still there's still talking points there's still debates that that go on after it i suppose and, and see, that, see we did have goal line technology last night It'd still be exciting When the referee goes over I know it would only last for a split second But there'd still be a, a sense of excitement well, the that, referee going over to
1: check it and That is more the video assistant ref you're thinking of Remember the goal line technology is the, the one on the watch That's, that's the instant that you see in the right, English okay, Premier League Yeah,
3: but I don't think it would take a lot away You know, I think there'd still be discussions That would rage on um, At the game with your mates And down the pub after it even uh, even if we did have that technology.
1: Want to come back in, Kenny?
6: I know, I, I agree with what Mark's saying there. I'm just I'm just feeling that, you know, most of the clubs, I mean, there's a lot of clubs struggling financially. You know what I mean? You've given, as we said last week, about Paul Kirk pulling out that youth thing, but mm-hmm. I just feel we're putting I don't feel a lot of money into... It's took years and years for, for good reasons to get the stadiums up to scratch and, and better facilities and that. And it's it's an awful lot of money For a wee country to, To provide all these teams And facilities And technology You know what I mean
3: Well if it comes down to Choosing between You know Keeping your club alive Or keeping your youth system going Or For some teams it'll be If they can get another player in To keep them in the league I don't think there's any choice Obviously you're going to pick that It'd be great though If We were as rich as the English Premier League And every ground could just Afford it Like that It would be great but as long as, as long as um, the cost still
1: remains that high, it, I don't think we'll ever see it in Scotland. Uh, Stephens on Twitter He says Last night's decision Didn't need a replay It was clear as day In real time That it was a goal uh, As you would expect Not a a whole lot of of sympathy Out there Anthony Neal as well I can't see any excuse Why it wasn't given It was live on TV So there was more than enough cameras To cover every angle Of the pitch Milan Derby went to the video ref To rule a goal out And it was the correct decision We don't have That rule in place At the moment Maybe one day we will We're going to get these two A full time teaser Coming up next
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Ladbrokes.com Backing Scottish football all season long Please gamble responsibly
1: It's time to get the full-time teaser for Mark Wilson and Gordon D'Ella Big thanks to Chris Thornbury for sending this one in I'm sure lots of you have had a bit of time in your hands maybe Some time off over the festive period Well if you've come up with any good teasers in that time Why not send them on and try and catch the guys out If you've got any to send in we're at full-time At Clyde1.com That's full time At Clyde1.com Send them in And hopefully we can try And catch the guys out This one as I said Sent in by Chris Thornbury. It says Nine players From the home nations He's including Republic of Ireland Who scored Three or more hat tricks In the SPL era So nine players From the home nations Who scored Three or more hat tricks In the SPL era Gordon, you usually need a 7th, 8th, 15th Repeat of the question But are you okay on that one? I can't even well, did hear you
3: say He's including Republic Ireland Yeah, yeah. Okay. So
1: nine players from the home nations Have scored three or more hat-tricks In the SPL era So 98 to 2013 Okay Any that spring to mind? Go on, Matt Niall McGinn? <laughs> no No There's a really Well, who's the top scorer in that era? From these parts You two are having a laugh You should see the Chris Boyd Thank you Yeah
3: Of course Aye We're just joking He's got
1: seven hat-tricks In the SPL in that yeah. time really? Any more at the moment Scott Mc,
3: Oh no he's not oh.
1: <laughs> This is <laughs> going to no be a far, long night He's no far away from he's that. <laughs> he's only from Australia <laughs> yeah, yeah of course Under British <laughs> rule For a <the> while, Australia It's <laughs> so <I'm> not kidding <laughs> <laughs> you should see And I know this doesn't work on radio The blank looks That uh, these two are giving me At the moment Honestly this could be A long get them, night Let's get, them. Get, eight ah, we'll get eight to go We'll get them. Okay, we'll get them Okay uh, then We were talking about This goal line technology Debate And the incident In the Edinburgh Derby Last night Peter's in Coatbridge. Hi Peter
12: Hi good evening panel Hello Um, I phoned in a few weeks ago, beginning of December, end of November, beginning of December because I'd been watching a Bundesliga game and I made the comment then about the video Assisted Ref where the the referee had awarded a penalty, the opposition team sort of denied it and he immediately went to the the halfway line, at the touchline, spoke to a fourth slash fifth official with a laptop, uh, reviewed it and awarded the penalty. Now, obviously, if the SFA are saying that's going to cost us like quarter million pound per club to bring that in, right? I, I, I get that they can't do the, the whole top flight of 20 clubs in one go because cost prohibitive. But surely, surely they're not telling me that goal line technology is cost prohibitive. I mean, that makes our top flight a laughing stock. Just to be 20, cle- just to be clear, 20 pound will get them a webcam out of Curry's.
1: Yeah, Peter the <laughs> <laughs> what, what you're talking about is video assistant referee,
12: right? Yeah, 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 no, I know. I I would say that's when I phoned in back in November, yeah, yeah, December. Yeah. So but what I'm talking about now is the, goal line the technology. You know, the goal line technology, right? And the SFA are now coming out and saying, that's still too expensive. Might mean, come on boys £20
1: courage webcam no, stick but, up there but that, that's what I'm saying it has to, <laughs> it's, it's going to have to be goal line technology is this system that's approved by iFab and FIFA and all the rest of it and I've explained the cost so around £250,000 per stadium so I, I know where you're coming from Peter but when the ball travels at a certain speed Now last night maybe isn't the best example of this So if I can just ask you to think a bit more generally If someone absolutely blasts the ball off the off the bar And it comes flying down at the line Believe me, a £20 webcam from various electrical suppliers Isn't isn't <laughs> going to cut it, Peter It has to be Hi. the Hawkeye uh, system or whatever else uh,
12: I, I do apologise for my brand name in there no, 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 I'm only joking <laughs> But uh, no, no. But okay. Well, let's go to the forty-nine, nine-nine category then, and go <laughs> up a couple of grades of webcam because you can get a dashboard cam that's full HD. That's you know, it's full HD camera for fifty pound. You stick one of them on the the, the the top corner, looking down across the goal line, and beam the signal back to someone. I and mean, come on, how expensive is that? <laughs> and you're only talking about one per goal per stadium, so two per stadium. 40 of, of them. I mean, if they both buy them off an electrical wholesale, they'll probably get a discount on them. Wait <laughs> mean, uh,
3: no a you're
1: not
12: a salesman. Are not a I'm definitely not, but honestly, I mean, I, I get that the, the video-assisted referee could be a lot more expensive, and, and, and I do get that. With the amount of cameras you need, you need to cover the whole park and all the rest of it. But surely, if, you know, just a simple system to say, yes, the ball was over the line or no, the ball wasn't, cannot possibly... Be cost prohibitive to our Premier, and now this is our Premier football league. You know the Scottish Premier League,
1: Peter. I, Peter, I'm going to explain the the official sort of response to that. Now, this is not necessarily my opinion. This is um, so you know I, I'm a, I'm risking a case of shoot the messenger here. I'm just explaining why that is deemed to n- to not be acceptable right Uh, have you seen I take it you've seen the goal line technology working in the English Premier League and so on and even the Hawkeye and tennis you've seen the way that works yeah yes so it's a sort of it's a combination of GPS and all the rest of it so that they know without any doubt whatsoever that the ball has crossed the line now the reason that they don't use cameras for that now you've seen it yourself it's a virtual ball isn't it it's a virtual ball and a virtual line and it shows you exactly where that where that ball falls Yeah. now that is because and listen this is just what I'm Told by people who know about these things Is that there is a certain speed That if a football is struck at And when it comes down even quicker off the crossbar No camera can Reliably pick that up Now like I say, last night is a bad example Because it was a fairly gentle finish from Ollie Shaw, the ball comes down And people can see it, but camera Is not considered to be a suitable Solution to that problem And I know know I'm stretching it here With some really strange examples, but how about this one right imagine a goalie lies on the ball and you cannot see any camera your webcam that you've picked up for 49.99 and it's in the corner cannot <laughs> physically see if that ball is over the line or not so that's the reason that they will never use cameras for for that type of that's why goal line technology relies on the Hawkeye system and things like that quite like simple,
2: say, it's quite simple gone not really my opinion back
1: Peter, Peter, like well, I say, I'm just sort of passing that on, but d- does that make sense? OK, if,
12: if that makes sense then, surely in this day and age it also makes sense, right, that the referee who's got a wireless Bluetooth headset on anyway cannot be speaking to the fourth official sitting in the stand who's got the BT monitor there or the Sky monitor or whoever happens to be broadcasting it. And I'm not talking about every division, I'm just talking about a premier division here, the top 20 clubs, and... Um, and, and saying,
1: was that over? Was that not? But that's what. That's what I'm saying, Peter. The reason they don't do it is because, and the problem with this is, last night's a bad example. I accept that last night is a bad example, but there will be one where the ball is struck too quick, even for the cameras, and when you slow uh, it down, you get uh, that blurred ball. That's why they I, use goal line technology and not video assistant.
12: No, no, I do, I do get that, but that will still happen. But the other ninety-nine times out of a hundred the fourth official will be able to see the instant replay on whichever broadcaster has broadcast it with his Bluetooth headset and say, yes, that crossed the line or no, that didn't cross the line. And I was, I'm not talking about every incident on the park. I'm just specifically highlighting over the goal mouth, 18 feet in between or whatever it is in between the two goalposts. Yes, that crossed the line or no, it didn't. Or, alternatively, views you say, the fourth official says, I cannot make a determination from here. At which time the referee has to make a call one way or the other and his decision stands.
1: Okay some interesting thoughts From Peter mm. in Coatbridge On that one have you Are you two making any headway With this teaser
2: Kenny Miller Must be one
1: Yes he's got three hat tricks mm. In the SPL here's, here's era Here's
2: another one for you
1: Okay Must be Gary Hooper When you say must be Gary Hooper Yeah well done He's got yeah. three as well Adam Rooney mm, mm. No Not in the SPL era So 98 so, yeah, to 2013 Which one you want to suggest it's both? John Hartson John Harson's got five. Sutton must have. No, um, don't think. Not in the SPL no. either. Okay, okay. Yeah.
2: Billy Dodds. Oh, good. Mm,
1: nope. What?
2: You're joking. Good. Kyle Lafferty.
1: Nope. Oh. Okay. Derek Riordan? No. Anthony <sighs> Stokes. Yes, actually. Stones. Four well done. Right, we'll get back to that a bit later on. Loads of tweets uh, coming up about this as well. And um, let's see, we've got the ginger one. He says it costs around two hundred and fifty grand uh, per ground to install goal line technology. People are asking where that money comes from. How about the money Celtic have made through their European run? These errors could cost teams to be relegated. A lot of people saying that that type of thing as well. Three uh, CSC is on Twitter uh, saying, "Simple, Drew Peacock. Why does no one ask why Scottish football will resist technology for as long as possible?" And why the fans of only one club would support that? Not really sure what, what Drew means, but he's anyway. Let's get back to the phone lines. John is in Proven Mill. Hi, John.
13: How you doing, Gordon? Not
1: no, bad, you. Yeah, not bad, Gordon. I mean, a couple
13: of points. Absolutely, Gordon. I, I'm going to go go into knowledge as well, mate. Honestly, you're you you're, you're trying to make every uh, excuse under the sun. you're Right? No, John. I, I, want, doing, I want I want to be very clear. Face,
1: I, I just want to be quite clear, John. I I, I quite li- I would like to see it as well. I'm just explaining the, the other side of the argument. Mm-hmm. That was all.
13: You use your logic Yourself Right As as Gordon You use your logic You need to go And acknowledge See Sky TV See the cameras The cameras cost a fortune Right Mm -hmm. See for anybody How many times Has Sky Actually slowed down A a, a thing A goal goal, How can a referee See see as well If it's inside the box Or outside the box It's They can see that But they can't see the, the, The ball going over the line Listen It takes two minutes A lot of rubbish DSF or whoever it is SP, EP, FFL, whatever it is, they're talking about absolute rubbish because they just need to use the camera and tell you that's a goal. That's over the line. That's all it is. Logical. They're talking absolute rubbish. And that guy when tweet tweeted about uh, about te- technology got Scottish football, I know I know, know he's going there. Right, but what, I'm a Celtic fan by the way. Right, so right, I'll tell you that now. But what I'm saying is, why not use technology? The 2017 they're living in, are you trying to tell me, oh, it's too, too expensive to put in. As another caller said, or Premier, Premier Football League and we can't put in a camera or infrared or you like to say GPS, I mean GPS in cars or whatever you want to do, it's got to happen Gordon, because I'll tell you why, Neil Lennon is absolutely right, it's a shocking decision, but the leads I mean they are boys in, in your studio right Gordon and uh, who else is in the night again Mark. Mark, sorry Mark Mark's saying he knew it was in about the box there. I know he's elevated I know you're elevated Matt right but I seen it. But surely guys, the camera the camera's showing you clearly. All you have to go to a floor for this and say, Look, go, I and he's Bluetooth, go and check that for me, will you And after that oh I don't know, I don't know, then you don't give the goal, right? And you all know that's actually not conceived, right? it's in the goal. But you've got to use the camera. The camera's here didn't lie. The cameras tell you an inch of it's inside the box of a penalty, blah blah blah. So a lot of rubbish Gordon
1: Yeah that's the thing John I I want to be quite clear I knew this would happen I would love Golang technology I was just trying to explain The reasons why The authorities say It can't happen That's all Not my opinion I was going to
3: say uh, John I think we're we're all agreeing That we'd love it Uh, And love to see it I I mean We're no experts on it really But I'm guessing There's something A wee bit more
1: complicated That goes into it Rather than just Stick a camera Like I say The Uh, the official uh, Video assistant ref Procedure that we've got, In I think it's fourteen leagues or something at the moment. Like I say, they're wanting six cameras, a control room, and so on. So listen, that may well come, but that's the infrastructure that that has to be there for that. Yeah,
3: I guess every, I guess if it was going to happen, every ground would have to be the same. And it, is that right? It would have to be the same system, well, certainly within you the same have, league. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you kind of have one, one club having a, a a top of the range HD camera, and the other one's got you know a, a video camera for. Nineteen ninety eight up in the wall, you know what I mean. So it'd have to be, it'd have to be all the same. It'd have to be controlled. That's what I'm saying. I'm guessing it's a wee bit more complicated than just Go to your local shop and sticking a camera up in the corner. As much as we'd love to see it,
1: but John, as always, I'm sure you know that you know the SPFL. You know that's the club. So what what do you do, John, if you go to? I don't know, Hamilton Ackie's or Motherwell or Partick Thistle whatever and they just say, we cannot afford the 250 grand that, that needs to put the goal line technology or, or whatever that may be. How do you think we can get around that, John? I
13: know what you're saying. If it's not televised, right? If it's not televised, right? OK, they can't afford the camera whatever, blah, blah. Mark, I know what you're saying, mate, right? About a 50-bob camera. It's not, it's not that. We know there's technology that we can actually do use, right? For the goal line technology. But listen, there's a camera there. These, this Sky TV is one of the biggest companies in the world and, and their cameras are, are totally accurate. The slow things down to how slow it we've, all, we've all seen it, guys. We've all seen it. So all it is is saying, that is a goal. So it doesn't matter whatever. This PFL should just go out. Well, you know what? We're going to give us a bash for a season. Have a fourth official. See the guys, kind of, uh, the bombing guy, whatever you want to say, right? see they're, like, they're not 100% sure it's a goal. And even I was watching the camera. Mm, I didn't. That's not conclusive. Well, then that's fine. We get that. But when it's over the line with a, with a, with a camera for the TV company,
3: you've got to use but it. What of what of John, for argument's sake, you've got that that's clearly on Sky, and we all could see it was a goal, uh-huh. right? And uh-huh. and the week before, say, say Hamilton were playing Hearts, and Hearts had one identical, but you didn't have the fancy Sky cameras there to pick that up. Do you not think there's a wee bit of injustice if Hearts went? But well, we scored, we scored one last last week. But because it's at a smaller ground, that's what I'm and saying, it has to less, be the same across the board. That's less, what I'm saying. You know, um, you know, there's less interest in the game if you like. Well, Mal, do, do you think
13: Do you think do you think it's that too expensive for a for a size of your country? To I mean, we, we can spend all sorts of money in players, even even to an a hundred grand. Play, do you think it's that bad? We put in stands at one point because they are told to put in stands for capacity and all that carry on all seat of stands do you think it's that bad Mark to put in now listen we know it's not a, a camera to tap the net whatever right we know it's a wee bit more so- sophisticated than that but surely surely in year 2017 2018, eighteen, uh, we can't afford a camera as, as I, much, you-
3: I know what you're saying but as much as we'd all like to see it I think clubs have got more pressing and matters and there's some clubs that'll they'll be out there struggling to pay their their staff sometimes. I think they would rather put the money towards
1: that than, than a camera. Okay, thanks to John and Proven Mill. We'll get the answers to the full time teaser coming up next.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap in. Please gamble responsibly.
1: Uh, the guys are trying this full time teaser sent in by Chris Thornbury. We're looking for uh, players in the SPL era. From the home nations Who scored Three or more hat-tricks Three or more hat-tricks Nine players So they've already got Chris Boyd John Hartson, Anthony Stokes Gary Hooper And Kenny Miller Just to give you guys at home A bit of a a a snapshot A behind the scenes look At what I'm dealing with in here On a Thursday night So there's the question Nine players from The home nations Mark Wilson turns to me in the break And says (laughs) Mark De Vries. <laughs> Oh jeez
3: That's right That's so what I did
2: Ah
1: oh, see I
3: get
2: confused
1: And this by the way Was hot on the heels so Of him asking about Scott MacDonald as well uh, So yeah. have some sympathy I get for get Poor me Dealing spying. with we'll, these names We've got
2: two more And, Mark, and to oh, the theory, you? Mark is pulled An absolute Christmas cracker
1: I'll decide
2: I'll go for One of my favourite Players of all time At Motherwell <laughs> Michael
1: Higdon Michael Higdon Good shout He got four in yep. his time across various clubs In the SPL on, this, is a, this is a belt Rod up. Wallace I like that Beltran. From you Well done yep. You've redeemed yourself Thank you You thought Mark DeVries Was from the home nations <laughs> But you've got Rod Wallace He got three as well So that means there's only Two players Still To get Oh well, I've got them They'll I don't think them.
2: so Oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, A bit of transfer news Today Aberdeen securing the return of Niall McGinn He's not one of the players remember So former Celtic player uh, He'd also been wanted by Hearts and Hibs in recent times After ending a brief spell in South Korea But Aberdeen confirmed today uh, 30 year old I think it's a three and a half year deal So that's quite a commitment for uh, For for the player of that age Not that he's particularly old What do we make of that sign? I I think it's a great signing for Aberdeen Um, I
3: think he, he served the club really well When he was there um, surprised I thought everything was pointing Towards him going to Hibs Just I know he was at a game there One time But I heard Derek McInnes come out I think it was after The St Johnson game And and said how highly He thought an aisle And how much He would love him at the club So maybe Aberdeen Have just went that Wee extra mile And
2: plus He's familiar with the club Sometimes that That speaks a lot Good signing Gordon Um bit of business you're right Mark um, he knows the club he knows the manager I mean you can take it you can take it, right you can take it Gordon
1: that you know they've missed him that's fairly obvious oh, oh, they, they oh, feel that yes, they've missed yes, him because that. they've gone and gone back
2: yes I have and I think they've missed Johnny Hayes as well Um unfortunately he had a bad injury in, in Tuesday we wish him well um, but I think that's a good boost for a dressing room to see someone who achieved a lot at Aberdeen played very well for them was a big big player for them a big game player at times To walk back into the dressing room I think that's a good boost for
1: Aberdeen Every team in the world Wants to come out of the January window Stronger than they went in Do do we think Is that the type of signing That that changes things Towards the top of the table Is it now over to Whoever it may be Whoever you think the closest rivals are Whether it's Rangers or Celtic Or or Hearts or Hibs And say Well hold on Aberdeen just got stronger
2: I don't th- I don't think it's over to Celtic. I don't yeah. think Celtic come into that equation, Gordon. I think it's over... Yeah, I mean, like I say, they've got quite a, they've
1: yeah. got a gap at the top yeah. at
2: the and moment. Pl- and, they, and they've got money, obviously, a plenty that they can go out and strengthen in areas where Brendan Rodgers feels that he has to strengthen, depending who departs from Celtic Park. Uh, that's a big question mark as well. Um, but I think that, you know, I, I don't think it'll be Derek McInnes' only bit of business, So I think that teams like Hearts, uh, maybe Hibbs with Neil Lennon there, Um, Rangers obviously have got to go out and strengthen. I think we'll get a clearer picture nearer the end of the transfer window, rather at the beginning
1: of it. Well, it was a one-nil win for Aberdeen against Partick Thistle last night, so it's a result which leaves Partick Thistle again uh, back to the bottom. Things are getting quite tight in various parts of the league. Let's hear from both managers, then, starting with Derek McInnes. I think uh,
11: I thought no doubt we deserve
12: to win the game, but you know I think that would have been we had to fight for everything we got, but,
11: uh, work hard for it. I think. Uh, like any, we anticipated you no, know, playing the way they did coming up here and being difficult to beat. I watched them play against Celtic last week and it took a, a brilliant shot. Armstrong, am um to, to break the deadlock. We came out to try and start the game on the front foot and uh, try and bring that speed and tempo to the game and I thought
1: we moved them about and we created a few opportunities. That was Derek McInnes obviously winning uh, the game last night. What about Thistle boss Alan Archibald then? Yeah, the first half is better
11: than the second. I thought the first twenty minutes we dealt with Aberdeen, we knew we were going for a goal at the start. We dealt with that. Um, we grew into the game with a couple of half chances, we of belief was coming into it. So no I'm delighted with that the defending for the most part was very, very good. We dealt with the movement of Aberdeen and they're good players. Um, disappointment disappointment, the goal comes from a throw in. There's nothing fantastic about that and Aberdeen's part, we've got to defend that better. To, to defend the way we did for the most part and then let them out of throw in at a throw-in is a real disappointment.
4: Yeah, I'm while the score is only one
11: 0 You've always got a wee chance, haven't you? Yeah, look, that was always that was always a game plan. Make it make yourselves hard to beat because into the game. Um, try and get the fans on their back. We, we got to that kind of thirty minute mark, and there was that little bit of belief and a wee bit of rumble for the stands as well. But we just didn't go in the second half. I think that was certainly disappointing on our part. Well, that was down to Aberdeen being better. We didn't really have a float of the game the second half.
1: Not a, a hugely. Surprising result I think that's probably fair It's a game Aberdeen Would have expected to win Most people would It was just the one that wasn't a heavy one For Partick Thistle I'm not sure if we did, did we learn anything Particularly new From that one last night Well
3: I don't know about last night Well What you do learn is How important it is To to have a happy club And a settled club I'm talking about Aberdeen You know It just goes to show you When All that speculation About Derek McInnes They just went off the boil A wee bit But since everything's Settled down Aberdeen are right back in track again. Look look strong again. And we just touched on there, they've added another experienced player who knows the club back into their squad that strengthens them even further.
1: Yeah, I mean looking at the table after last night's results. Gordon Wood a one-all draw between uh, Ross County and St Johnston as well we know that the Hamilton Commandment game was off so um, I mean Thistle it certainly is tight you know they're leveling points with Ross County albeit they're bottom and then the other result from, from an Aberdeen perspective they maintain that three-point lead that they have over Rangers at the top so this is why the, the festive period tends to be so important because there's so many games in quick succession and you know things can change very quickly
2: yeah they can Gordon uh, if you look at the top half all Aberdeen can do is um, keep winning their games because it's a it's a, a a race to finish second whether it be Aberdeen Rangers or maybe even Hibs sneaking in there uh, at the bottom is a different pressure and uh, every point's a prisoner and uh, Owen Coyle going a, a goal behind at home um, not in the greatest run sitting at the bottom of the league before they, they, they kicked off and uh, you know, showed a bit of fighting spirit. Get back in, got a valuable point, which lifts them off the bottom of the league, albeit in goal difference, and puts the pressure on to Partick Thistle. But I think that, that that there's a few teams getting dragged into that. And that leaving itself out And uh, teams like Partick Thistle and Ross County Yeah, they can get into a transfer window And try and strengthen their team But they're really gambling Because they've not got a lot of money to get and buy quality They're just
1: hoping the players that they bring in Can give the club a little bit of lift And they're better than what they've got Okay, we're working towards the end of this full-time teaser We're looking for the nine players from the home nations We've included Republic of Ireland Who scored three or more hat-tricks in the SPL era So that's 98 to 2013 We've only got two to go We've already got Boyd Hartson Higdon Stokes Hooper Miller Wallace Any advance on those? Yeah,
2: I'm struggling Are you got any... Gary O'Connor? No Great shout
1: Are you pleased with that shout were you? I no, can't quite quite have been, two pleased. It's kind of been too pleased It's not in my list no, So we've got two to get I'm wondering if we're moving towards Clue time Clue, clue time. time Yeah come on Okay one Predominantly Aberdeen Aberdeen's what you think When you When you hear this guy Robbie Winters <laughs> Yes Well done Obviously <laughs> gave quite, you Obviously I, gave you Too I, big Robbie a clue Winter,
3: you do, I thought Dundee United But Robbie Winters No yeah, Aberdeen anyway. he scored I was right. going
1: to say Dundee United as well But just Aberdeen is yeah. the, yeah. the, the The goalie That's right He Winters. took a bit of a spell In as well didn't he mm. So you needing clue For the last one as yeah, well Yeah Yeah I've no chance yeah. You I'm sure struggling. Yeah Okay he's a former Rangers player He also played for a one of the Edinburgh sides as well. Hearts, one of the Ayrshire hearts. sides as well. <sighs> Never okay, big. I'll tell you that Hearts was one of them. So Kevin, it wasn't Hibs Kevin, Kevin Gary McSweegan. I'm not even giving you credit for that because I gave you too big a clue. It was oh, Gary McSweegan. Well done. Man. Gary McSweegan. So that says we've got the nine players. Thanks to Chris Thornbury. And remember, you can send your teasers in full time at clyde1.com. Thanks to Mark Wilson and Gordon DL for joining me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard A massive, massive weekend of football lies in wait And your big preview starts tomorrow night at 6 o'clock I'm sure you've missed Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson over Christmas I'm sure you have Well they'll be back tomorrow night 6 o'clock And we'll look ahead to all the weekend's action